closer to him throughout this entire year. Uh, this uh, past year has been a very busy for all of us. You know, we went through our discipleship classes, went through a lot of the uh, volume one of testimonies, went through several other devotional books, and we learned a lot. Hopefully we learned a lot and hopefully it's, has drawn each of us closer to Christ, which is the whole point of this discipleship class is that we draw closer to Christ and then we can help lead others to Christ as well. That's what disciples are called to do. And that's what uh, this class is geared to helping us to do. So hopefully those who attend enjoy it as well as become disciples in Christ and truly uh, feel comfortable pointing others to Christ and to him crucified. So as I said, we went through a lot last year and just would take a moment if anyone has a special testimony they would like to tell of how the Lord blessed them in 2023. Um, that would be an appropriate time now if you would like, if anyone so feels that inclined. What was the question? Uh, if anyone would like to share a testimony from last year about how the Lord blessed them last year. Well, there's just some, a million things that I just can come to mind. Um, accidents that didn't happen. Some of them I saw, some of them I didn't see. You know, you never really know what's going on around you. And um, you don't know what you missed because of the grace of God. But uh, I just, I just, a lot of things that I had to do at work, a lot of people that the Lord blessed me to come across to help me with different things. Um, traveling, we did a lot of traveling last year and we didn't have any sickness. Nobody ended up in the hospital doing those trips. Nobody ended up um, breaking any bones or any of that stuff. So I just think about all the different things we've done. And sometimes we, kind of take the Lord for granted, thinking we're supposed to go on this trip. We're supposed to return back home. You know, maybe with some extra stuff that we might have bought or whatever, but it doesn't happen that way all the time. It doesn't. So when it does, you just give God the glory for, for all the things that he has done along the way, getting us there and getting us back home, especially this week when you see the plane that came in to land and another plane was on the runway and it burst into flames and people were killed. You know, that could have been us. Um, yeah. But thank the Lord it wasn't. So I could go on and on about his goodness. Amen. I didn't see that about the plane crashing. Yes, yeah, in Japan, um, there was another plane that got on the runway that wasn't supposed to be on the runway. And the plane came in and 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 collided with that. A big, huge plane came in and collided with a little plane. And I think everybody on the big plane survived. 370-some mm -hmm. people, I think. But I think the people in the little plane, I think, I think they all died. Yeah, that's too bad. It's horrible. Yeah, people don't realize how much those air traffic controllers do to keep those planes from crashing. And it's a lot of airplanes coming and going. And I always like going out to the airport and watching airplanes land and take off. And it's so many, it's like one every 30 seconds at a busy airport. It's amazing that there aren't more crashes, but they say that there's more 
vehicle crashes than there are airplane crashes. So God is good protecting all the people flying. You know, it's a major thing. Man. Anyone else like to share a testimony from how the Lord blessed them last year? Oh, yes. Um, so, you know, I just want to thank the Lord just for his faithfulness, you know. And I just think about every day that he woke us up. I want to thank him for it. Every day that he allowed us to live through the night, I want to thank him for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we sometimes think about the fact that we want to praise him when everything is going wonderful and great, you know. But sometimes you just have to praise him and say, Lord, I just want to praise you that I'm alive to have a headache or I'm, I'm alive mm -hmm. to be experiencing whatever it is I'm going through that's not, you know, what I want, but I'm alive, you know? Yeah. And so I want to praise him for that. I want to praise him for the fact that that we never had to skip a meal or miss a meal. We had a roof over our head all year, you know? Mm -hmm. um, some of the things that happen to us, we get ourselves into. And then we <laughs> say, Lord, please help us. And he still helps us, you know? And so I just thank him for... For that, that he still hears our foolishness and still deals with us, you know, in that way. And uh, wants, wants us to see him for who he really is and who he really desires to be in our lives, you know. Mm -hmm. And that he he's more than willing to help us get to that place where we totally trust him. And we totally are walking in his will. Amen. Amen. That's a good point. You know, that the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. The fact that you woke up able to breathe, mm -hmm. that's an opportunity to praise the Lord. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be where everything's going good, like you were saying, that we praise the Lord. Thank God for even the troubles that come your way, because those are learning opportunities. Those mm -hmm. are opportunities for us to grow in faith and dependence in Christ and his protective care and his watchful care over us. And sometimes we do forget that. And the only time that we have a testimony is when something good happens, but we don't testify when we're in the hospital or we're struggling. Uh, we just don't see that as an opportunity. But anytime we have breath and can breathe and have the movement of our limbs, et cetera, that's an opportunity to praise the Lord. All right. Uh, any other testimonies from 2023 you'd like to share? If somebody's saying something, we can't hear. Lakita, she's having trouble speaking up. Huh. Hey man, I think Lakita had bronchitis. I think she had bronchitis or something, but she's doing much better. Yeah, glad. To 
Yeah. Did y'all hear Lakita's testimony? No. Okay. Well, it was a praise in the Lord for her health. Uh, she's doing better. She's trying to get over bronchitis or whatever. So continue okay. to pray for her. Okay. Amen. Uh, Omil, glad that you joined us. We're just giving testimonies from uh, how God blessed us last year. If you would like to share, feel free. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, there's there's so much things in my life I could I have to give God thanks for um, during the years of 2023. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that my wife is alive, you know, that's just something worthy of giving thanks for, you know, amen, for, amen. for for the, the hard deal that she went through in 2023 and just being there by her side and seeing what she has to go through. Not only her, but it impacted me in a way. <clears throat> it impacted me in a way to where at one point I, I felt like I was unable to pray, you know, like mm -hmm. I didn't know what to say to God. You know, but I know that God was still there, but I just didn't know what to say to him. You know, but um, I thank God for that. I thank God for, you know, God spearing her life, you know. Um, and sometime in December, I think it was around somewhere mid-December, my sister got hit by a car in Jamaica. You know, somebody, oh, yeah, somebody stole somebody's vehicle, took it without the person permission drove it and lost control and hit her over a precipice and mm. man they, they, she was just there shivering like you know unconscious didn't know what was going on like some stranger had to call call out uh, some stranger didn't even call 911 they took her took her up and just rushed her to the hospital mm -hmm. you know and um the vehicle was totaled. The person who was driving it fled the scene. Nobody know where he is at at this time. You know, mm. my sister, she was hospitalized for probably around two weeks. But, you know, to God be the glory, she's able to walk again. You amen, know? amen. And she's alive. So I give God thanks for that. You know, and just the fact that, you know, we made it, I made it to another here. You know, many have mm -hmm. lost their lives, many have lost their, their their consciousness, their mind, not able to think properly, you know. So I, I really thank God for that. Amen, amen. Glad your sister's doing uh, better. Yeah, me too. Praise the Lord. I'm also very thankful to still be alive because, as was mentioned, um, you just never know what the next day is going to hold for you. In fact, you don't even know what the rest of today is going to hold for you. So it's a blessing to still be here in 2024 and praising the Lord for how he kept us uh, throughout the last year and our entire lives. Uh, last year, I had real issues with my health, and I was struggling with a lot of different things. It seemed like uh, one of the things I had issue with was, for some reason, my liver was not operating properly, and I was get a lot of fluid in my in my abdomen cavity. And so I, it seemed like I was really gaining a lot of weight and couldn't figure out what was going on. And uh, I went to the doctor and they did some tests and all that. And they were saying that my liver wasn't absorbing fluid. And so the fluid would just leak out into my abdomen 
and they call that ascites. Some of y'all might have heard of that. And then what they end up having to do is um, insert a needle and actually subtract the liquid, the fluid out of there, out of your stomach, not in your stomach itself, but in your abdomen cavity. And so I went through that and they actually had took out, I think they said two and a half liters of fluid, which was like, you know, unbelievable. And it just was really causing me a whole lot of problems. But the Lord brought me through that. Now I'm feeling so much better. Uh, for a while, it just seemed like I couldn't really move. And I was so slow and I couldn't didn't have energy. And I couldn't really even do my uh, job. I'm supposed to take care of the properties. And I just didn't have it, you know. And, and I just thank the Lord because, again, he brought me through it. And, and it built up my trust in him to just know that whatever happens, God is in control. And that we're called to do the best we can, but we're humans, we're limited. But to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding and in all of our ways to acknowledge him and he will bless us and uh, work things out for us. So I'm happy to be here again. And and it's, it's a tough thing sometimes when you're going through some kind of issue, whether it's financial or physical or personal or whatever it is. Yeah, you don't really feel much like praising God, but we have to continue to build our faith and dependence to know that even though we don't really understand what's going on, we have to know and believe that God knows and that he wants us to prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. So thank you for sharing your testimonies from last year. And I know that was just one because I know each of us can probably think of a bunch of times where the Lord blessed us and brought us out of problems and trouble and, and blessed us. So we continue to thank God for his watchful care and his blessings. Uh, this year, we're going to start a, a new book. And if you can see, this book is, is called In His Steps. In, In His Steps. And what it is, it's the 28 Fundamental Beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And this book is put out by the General Conference so it covers each of the 28 beliefs. Now, the reason I like this, there are plenty of other Bible studies that you can get, but I like this one because it's not really long. You know, it has several verses that you want to study and uh, meditate on, but it's not really a lot of questions, you know. So you, the main thing that you have to do is to study the verses and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And then... When we come together in discipleship class, we can discuss what we've learned and what we've studied throughout the week. So I'm going to have some copies of this available at church uh, next Sabbath, but you can also follow on uh, the website adventist.org slash beliefs, B-E-L-I-E-F-S. And then it has the exact uh, same verses but the format is a little different. But if you study online, study the verses, read the information they have, and then we'll come together and, and discuss and talk about what we learned and how the Lord led us. Um, the reason I want to do this is because whenever I speak to different people, different members at different churches, and talk about some of the beliefs of the church, is many people who really don't understand. They have a wrong understanding of what the beliefs that the Seventh-day Adventist Church has. 
maybe because they've come out of a different denomination, maybe because they're new to giving their life to Christ, uh, maybe just because they haven't been paying attention. Uh, one of the real reasons or problems is sometimes people just don't put enough into studying. So this will give us opportunity to study our scriptures and then to come together to discuss word, uh, what God has blessed us with. Uh, has anyone else noticed that? Uh, sometimes you're talking to different people and, and they have a different understanding of one of the beliefs that you have. Nobody's had that? Okay. Um, I, I haven't had that experience because most of the time I find that people don't even know what our beliefs are. <laughs> you mean members or non-members? Members. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. hmm. What do you think about that? They couldn't recite them if you put a microphone in their face and said, I give you a hundred dollars for each one you could, you can name. <laughs> Uh, what do you think is, about that? I, I agree. I agree that. Um, can y'all hear me? Barely, but yeah. Can you hear me? Because I'm hollering. Can you, I'm hollering. <laughs> yeah, we can hear you now. Okay, so I'm hollering. But um, it seems to me, too, that there is no teaching of the doctrines and no. Um, real practicing of the doctrines in the church. And it's like people coming in from a different church. It's like they just stepping out of that church into this church and there's no real change. There's they, you know, they they it doesn't seem like they understand that this is a different lifestyle. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. One of the one of the big issues I believe is uh like Lakita was saying, they're not being taught when they come in. I know some pastors will have a new member class. Some churches have it, but not all churches do. And basically, they just fig uh, figure you'll figure it out. You know, if you keep coming to church, you'll hear something and you'll figure it out. But nobody really, they don't always offer Bible studies to new members, whether you're coming from another denomination, whether you're new to Christ or whether you're just transferring to a different church, there's nobody that really thinks about it. Everyone assumes, oh, yeah, everybody believes the same. But no, that's not true. If you ever get into discussions with people, you'll find out you might think you're on the same wavelength, mm -hmm. but you're not. And some things are really astounding. Like I know I've heard um, Adventists who believe in ghosts, they believe they see in their their loved ones who've passed on, or they believe that their loved one is immediately taken to heaven, you know, different things and different uh, topics. But yeah, it's really surprising. I'm surprised that um, how many people don't, well, how they minimize the importance of this letter, uh, this discussion. That we study, you know, how they minimize her importance, and um, it's almost like they can choose to believe this or not believe it. What I think is, um, there's that verse that says it's right in the Bible, here is the patience of the saints. Here is, um, uh, they who keep God's commandments, who are they who 
Well, it is, I thought it was something. And have it's the commission of the saints. You know, they will keep the commandments of God. And then you have the testimony of gotcha. Jesus Christ. And that's the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So it's very interesting that, you know, like sometimes you can read something that Sister White wrote and people will have a comment, you know, like a, like, like this week we read something about lifeless dry prayers. You know, they edify nobody, et cetera, et cetera. And so she had written this in a couple of, um, couple of times and someone spoke up and said, they don't think we should be judging anybody's prayers and we don't have a right to judge people's prayers and blah, blah, blah. And I thought to myself, um, well, she's not judging their prayers. Judging would be if God accepts it or not. She's expressing her experience with this, this particular prayer. And I know that I have heard prayers that are dry and have no, no spirit in them. You know, not that we have to be screaming and shouting and hollering. But they just, you know, like, you know, thank you, Lord, for today. You know, Jesus' name we pray. You know, like they're tired. So um, <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, I find that we have people more and more challenging, you know, what she's writing. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not for sure that we need to really be doing that, especially not in this day and age. Yeah, I agree. And I remember when I first joined the church that uh, people would have an issue with reading Ellen White writings, Ellen G. White's writings, and they they would always comment about, uh, don't be beating me over the head with Ellen White or whatever. And the reason people don't respect her as a prophet is because they haven't, as we said, haven't studied. You know, anytime that you have a topic of that you hear something about and you're interested in, then you need to study, whether it's Maybe you're studying birds, maybe you're studying photography or maybe how to operate a computer. You got to do some research. You got to do some study. You can't just say, oh, that's terrible and I'll never work with that again or whatever it is. And it's the same way with God's prophet. If we study his word, the Holy Bible, it lets us know that God has prophets and that his prophets speak for him and how it tells us the test of a true prophet. So there's no need to be in doubt. And then once you accept that God has prophets and that uh, this person or whoever is a prophet according to God's word, then you have to believe it. You can't say, I believe. And then, like Jesus says, you call me your friends, but you don't do what I ask you to do. So you can't say, I believe the Bible and then never do anything that it's asked you to do. So I think a lot of it is just personal issues people might have uh, with spirit of prophecy. But one of the reasons I also wanted to do this is because it challenges each of us to do more study. And, you know, hopefully we can invite someone else to study with us, your spouse or friends or family or neighbors or whoever. And that way we're we're actually learning through the Holy Bible so that we're not just giving our own opinions, because if we're just giving opinions, that's OK. But if we're talking about what God says, then it has to come out of his word. If it's not his word, then it's just our opinions, and we can go either way we want with opinions. But once we study, once the Holy Spirit lets us know the truth of God's word, and then we follow that, and then we can share that with others. So I'm hoping more folks at church will, I'm going to print off some of these books, and I'm hoping more people will join us 
And, you know, I don't even, if they take the book, I'm happy. And if they join us or not, that's okay. But I just hope that this year we can study God's word more uh, to learn more of him and not be lost, you know, wondering what's true, what's not. When God is telling us, this is the way, walk you in it. We don't have to, uh, we don't have to wonder and live in doubt. Any other comments about that? Let's take a quick uh, look. Hi, Alvina. Hey. Sorry, I'm late. No problem. Glad you joined us. We're just talking about this book. Uh, it's called In His Steps. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're going to be studying from on the first and third Sabbath for discipleship class. It's a Bible study of the 28 beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So, for example, uh, one of the things, uh, the first one, it talks about the Holy Scriptures. Now, if you ask uh, different people what they think about God's, about the Holy Scriptures, you get varying ideas. Some people believe all of it. Some people believe parts of it. Some people only believe the Old Testament. Some people only believe the New Testament. Some people believe that there is a lot of books that's not in there. Some people believe some of the books in there shouldn't be. But it's just kind of one way you can see that uh, everybody has different thoughts and we shouldn't just be having all kinds of thoughts willy-nilly when God will give us the answer if we just study. Anyone else ever run into that? Someone uh, have a different thought about the Holy Scriptures? Different thought, uh, different belief than you do? Yeah, well, I had a guy that was actually questioning me about my eating habits and eating pork or not eating pork. And when he asked me why I didn't eat pork, I pointed him to the scriptures. And then he said, do you actually take the scriptures literally or mm -hmm. figuratively? Mm -hmm. I said, I take them literally. Now, Jesus gave some parables. Those are lessons. And there's principles in those lessons. So everything that I've read, I take literally, which when he said it kind of made me feel like, you know, he gave me the impression that he didn't. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like some mm -hmm. things matter and some things don't matter. So, um, but, you know, earlier, you, you know, you just mentioned about how people look at certain things. Somebody asked me one day, if Christ really was all powerful, why were they able to kill him? And I said, who told you they killed him? Well, didn't they kill him? I said, well, didn't, did you read that they killed him? Well, it goes back to what you said, is studying. I said, if you really study that thing, it will tell you that he laid his life down and he picked it back up. So nobody took his life from him. Nobody killed him. So yes, he's all powerful. And he received his power in his death. But you have to read <laughs> to mm -hmm. know that. Yeah. Very good. Also, Andre, I say, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I would say, Andre, what would you say if they asked you about revelation though? Something is not literal, but it's symbolic. So then we have to get down with that. We have to really get in there and wonder why is it in there? What lesson can we learn from that? So there are literal lessons that you learn from every single promise, scripture, story, 
everything. So, you know, when he was talking about what he got on me about was eating. So I told him it said that you're not supposed to touch its dead carcass or any unclean foods. So his thing was, is that literal or figuratively speaking? That's literal. <laughs> Don't touch it. <laughs> but can you have it for a pet? <laughs> no, you if, I said, if I said don't touch it, how are you gonna have a foot pet? So I can have Not a I dead pet. If the well, I can have a little pink pig. Yeah. Alvina, do you have so cute though? So Alvina, so Alvina, yeah. when um when the um when the people I guess it was the children of Israel, I don't know. Anyway, they were raising pigs yeah. and oh, the demoniacs. Uh, Jesus mm -hmm. demoniac and he and the pigs said, can we and I'm sorry and the demons said can we go into the herd of pigs and Jesus mm -hmm. laughed yeah because they were unclean animals so yeah. the unclean things go to unclean animals yeah yeah but well, pets. to have a to have a pig as a pet is kind of dangerous because they have those trachina worms you know um, comes from those things and those mm. trochina worms can get into your system. And if you're lucky, they'll just get in your stomach. But then if you can get in your brain. Mm -hmm. If you touch, you, let's say you poop and you have um, you stand on your hands and you eat something or someone eats something that you prepared and you have poop on your hand with, with trochina worms in it, then that's going into the person's brains. So, you know, they have kind of did the scientific work on this. It's I a reason God it's a reason God asked us not to do certain things. He's not just arbitrarily saying, you know, uh, thou shall not steal. He understands how that's going to affect the other person, how it affects you, you know, and, and how dangerous it is because somebody might shoot you while you're in the process of doing that. So, you know, he, he's not holding back this stuff from us. We ought to be, when, when you read it in the Bible, you have to go and do some, uh, go to Dr. Google, uh, Mr. Scientist, Google, Google this stuff and figure out why would God say that I should not eat shrimp? Why would God say that I should not do this and that? And you will become convinced that it's really for your good. He's not holding back anything that's good for us, from us. He's not doing that. So we don't want to play with unclean stuff. I always wonder about dogs, but we supposed to be having those as, as pets and cats. You know, I, I like dogs. I kind of want a dog. I had a dog and stuff. So I'm just kind of talking to the Lord about that. So, you know, you think about stuff and you have to figure out why. Why is he asking me not to do this? You know? That's a good point. And even um, one of the, that's one of the problems why people don't believe this holy scriptures because they don't understand. God says do this and they're trying to figure it out. And he says, my thoughts are way higher than your thoughts. You know, my ways are way higher than yours. You can't understand what I'm doing right now. Uh, Jesus even told the disciples, y'all can't understand what I want to tell you. So I can't tell you this stuff right now because you can't understand it. But many people, when they study or try to study and they can't figure it out humanly, then they just say, oh, it can't be true. You know, this must just, it's symbolic or or that's yeah. not really important or whatever. Just because you don't understand does not mean God doesn't understand. He knows exactly what he's doing and why he's doing it. 
And then we come to the point where, uh, like the uh, three Hebrew boys said, yet though he slay me, I'm still going to trust him. Even though we can't humanly understand what he's doing and why, we still have to trust that he knows what's best. And many things, I just think about now, nowadays, um, we have more knowledge and more information than the people way, way back had, you know, technology and has increased knowledge gone to and fro. So we know a few more things now than we used to know. The people back then without as much knowledge as we had really had to trust in the Lord. Now God has opened up uh, through his prophets some more details about what's going on, which we have the benefit of knowing. And it helps us to understand because he's given us more detail. But anytime that we don't understand something out of the word of God, doesn't mean it's not true. Doesn't mean that God's just teasing us or that there's not mm -hmm. a good reason for it. This thing, this one of the things that's so awesome about God is that He is um He's kind enough to give us this language. And she may seem so simple and so clear. But we scoffed. Here. What did you tell me? No, I wasn't hearing. What's oh. the lucky Okay. Um, so, you know, but we, we're such scoffers that we don't want to do it. And, and in my way of thinking, you know, forgive me, I don't want to sound greedy or anything or capitalistic or whatever. But if we moved out on the, um, the words of the prophets, for example, you know, she, uh, we know that the last days are going to be, you know, uh, difficult. Many, the love of many shall wax cold. If we actually believe that, why are we building bigger and bigger churches? Why do we want bigger and bigger churches? Why are we not moving to shut down some of these churches and consolidating our efforts into um, like one spot or two spots or whatever? And I know nobody wants to do it. And, and I think that's the problem really is that we don't want to apply those um those Bible verses or the prophecies to this day and age. We either believe it or you don't believe it. And if we keep going, like all of the colleges, you know, I read, I heard about this like last year that because of the baby boomers are moving out of the way and all of the other generations behind the baby boomers are smaller, which means there's going to be fewer people that's going to be, you know, like that you have um, to bring into the church, you know, so, but that's beside the point. But with fewer with fewer people, there's fewer students. And so the schools, some schools have already shut down. And the schools at work are, are having a difficult time to get students into the colleges. And I just had another um, article on that this week in St. Louis about how they're having a hard time filling the seats of schools. But we're running around with the knowledge that the love of many shall wax cold, with the understanding that baby boomers are moving all the way. And we're going on as if nothing is changing. And that's where we get caught at. We're supposed to be the head. And we would be the head if we listen to the prophet and start thinking, what does this mean in connection to me as a person and in connection to God's church? Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And again, that's why we are focusing uh, first and third Sabbaths on Bible study. So again, study the lesson before 
you come to the class so that you can participate. Uh, another thing, uh, the second belief is the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, three in one guys. And there's many people in church and out who are really confused about that. And I don't want you to think that that uh, studying the Bible is easy. You know, you're only going to understand it through the Holy Spirit's power. So it's not like a textbook. You can just get it on your own. You have to be spiritually discerned through God's power. And think about this. There are even ministers in the Seventh-day Adventist Church who do not believe in the Holy Trinity. You would think they do, but that's not true. Again, it's a matter of coming together, studying God's word, allowing his Holy Spirit to speak to us, and then having a, a nice discussion about it so that we can bounce ideas off each other because what the Lord showed you might be helpful for me to understand or something that you've gone through might help uh, to make it clear to me what God is saying. So uh, I know that's one of the things I've heard about people with the Trinity. Uh, anyone else hear anything different about beliefs of the Holy Trinity? I mean, I've heard that and I was like, what? For real? How can you not believe the Holy Spirit? Who? What spirit are you going by? I'm just saying, where you getting your information from and all that? You know? That's because people want to make, make God on signs. You know, they want to put all limitations on God. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're not really um, accepting that there is no limit with God. We only understand things through limitation because that's how we live 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week. We're limited, you know, in, in our time and just in thinking, our minds are so limited. But there is no limit with God. There is just none. Mm -hmm. No. I think as, as humans, we do put human limits on God. You know, we put human limits on each other. Uh, just because I can't run 100 yards in 10 seconds doesn't mean somebody else can't. Or just because I can lift 200 pounds doesn't mean everybody can. So we want to say, so we'll say nobody can lift 200 because I can't lift it. That's not true. And it's the same way with God. I can't understand why God would do it. That doesn't mean he didn't do it on, for a reason that he has. Mm -hmm. So we can't limit God and bring him down to a human level. And that does put, that puts a huge block on people understanding his word because you want to make him human. And you just can't do that. God is way too big for even our comprehension. Uh, now, another this is the number six that we'll go over. This one has caused a lot of problems constantly. People's beliefs about creation. How many different creation beliefs have you heard in and out of the church? It's just so many, you can't even count them all. Exactly. I, I thought it was just God made, created heaven and earth. I thought that was all that we supposed to be believing in, in, the, in this faith. So when mm. you see that, Alvina, when he said he created heaven and earth and he did it in six literal days, what did the earth look like? Was it all seeds? Were there any trees? Were there any mountains? And what did he create that day? If we just took a look at Adam and he was created as a man, he didn't say he created as a baby and he grew up. Mm -hmm. He created a man and he put him to sleep and created a woman. 
So these it's are grown people. Yeah, it's so they're already, it's already grown. So, you know, last night we were watching something, History Channel, about the Earth, and they were saying the Earth was 2 billion years old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. In the world. It's so annoying because I always say, who is allowed to know? Where's the witnesses at? Where's the, where's the exactly. You know, how do you know? And stuff. So, yeah, it is a lot. And then there are some people who um, creation, science, creationists, I don't know what they I guess they're kind of combining science with creation. I don't know what it is. It's just, and then there's this I'll not re re evolution, which was that Charles Darwin on his deathbed said it had to be a God? You know, it's just no way. Listen, you cannot reconcile how some birds, uh, I think they're like a certain hummingbird, with this really long, long beak. His beak can go down into a particular flower so that that flower can continue to exist, can continue to exist. So, mm -hmm. I mean, when you start looking at some of this stuff with the animals and with the trees and with the flowers, how things happen, you know, it's only a guy. Just if you just look mm -hmm. at your like, when a baby, a man and a woman, you know, conceives a child, mm -hmm. and how all those different cells go into the part that they're supposed to go to. The brain cells go to the brain. You don't see the brain cells going to the fingers or whatever. It goes to the brain. Fingers develop because they're fingers. You know. All the cells do their own thing. And it's just like amazing. That's amazing. What's really yeah. amazing, I got some what's really amazing that nothing created something. You know what I mean? That's just amazing. Nothing at all created everything. What, what do you mean nothing at all? You mean everything was... I know that. I'm going by what the atheists say. Yeah, it's a lot of strange beliefs about creation. Like, I always thought the Big Bang Theory was really foolish. And, you know, if people are believing that, I'm not down in them because, you know, that's their belief at this point in their life. But when I think about it, it's, it's similar to if you put all the parts in a car in a bag and throw it up in the air. When it lands, you got a car all put together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. There has to be order. There has to be intelligence. We were watching this show just last night about how different animals, plants, and um, the land work together. And that if you remove one of those out of the system, it affects the whole system. So it's not that these animals and plants and the, the planet are just operating independently. They're all in a big system. And when you remove something out of the system, all of a sudden it throws the system off. So there is intelligence to everything. And and in my opinion, the human body is one of the biggest miracles on this whole planet. If you look and read up and study about the human body, it is just plain amazing. Fearfully mm -hmm. and wonderfully made. God created humans. There's no other way around it when you look at all the complexity that goes into life. Well, I go by the uh, Corinthians. Second Corinthians 4 4. Uh, it's like, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Satan has blinded the mind of unbelievers. That's true. Very true. And some of us, too. Some of us who say we believe, 
Mm-hmm. So we really don't have we don't have real belief. We have to, you know, that's that verse that this guy, I don't know who says this, it says, Unbelieve, Lord, thou help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe in you, but you know, I'm having a hard time really believing in you. So help me. And I think that's a prayer we all need to be saying because you know, I, I don't see if this thing, you know, like um, okay, I'm just going off a little bit here and we can continue it after the, the thing. But you know, if this thing with the with the Supreme Court comes down any way other than this person can be on the, the ballots, you know. We're in for some real trouble. I mean, people, it's like there's a son that said at the door, even at the door, he's coming again. You know, this thing, uh, the time of trouble is is like mm-hmm. knocking at our doors. And mm-hmm. we are asleep and just, you know, dead oblivious to what is going on here. You know, if they say. I'm not oblivious. I know. I see it. A lot of people. Well, I, yeah. But I guess, and a lot of people do not, but I'm talking, not us on here, of course. Oh. We're much smarter than everybody. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But, you know, you know, this is important. This is a very, very important thing. And we ought to be praying like uh, Karen put out there the other day. She's, uh, I think the first two or three days was about praying for, you know, the um, the political situation that's going on here in the United States. This needs to be a subject of our prayer every day and all night because this is it's a problem. You know, this person wants to get in there. Literally, he said, if they did away with the ballots, then they would have no more um, crooked, no more crooked uh, um, elections. And then he goes on to say, because there'll be no more elections, right? We better wake up. Well, like well God, maybe, the devil has blinded people mm-hmm. to even hear that. God may well, be allowing it to happen. You know, it could be a way to bring about people closer, wake us up. He, no, he may be no, allowing it to happen. So I'm not going to be surprised. Huh? I think, yes, if it happens, of course, God allows it to happen for yeah. sure. But the prayer, you know what it say, the prayer, um, I have brain fog, you guys. I can't really remember these prayer, these uh, scriptures, but it's um, the fervent, effective prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Uh-huh. Yes, you can change the course of a thing through your prayers, but if we're not praying about it at all, it says God, well, they don't care. You know, we go on and roll with this, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, so we have to be about praying for it and don't let Him take us off this task because people. Are going are being lost, and a lot of us within the church, we're going to be lost because we're just not aware of our own, you know, state where we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Another um, another thing that's a concern or a, an area of confusion for people is the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. And there are <laughs> probably millions of people even today who don't believe. <laughs> That Jesus Christ rose from the dead. They don't believe that he was uh, ever uh, the Messiah. They don't believe in him other than just a regular human being. And that's just an area that's confusing to some people, too. And you hear so many different beliefs about whether Christ was divine, whether he was just another person, whether he even existed, you know, and then people go into his family tree and all that. And it's just confusing, but again, that's why we're going to be studying to see what the Holy Bible says about it all. Oh, Amelia, 
had something to say. Oh, sorry about it. Sorry, I didn't realize that my mic was open. Um, on the aspect of creation, um, I think it was sometime during the course of this week or last week. There was a um, there was a um, there was a um, a there was an outbreak in one of the mall in Miami about people seeing like giants. What do you call it? Nifflins. Nifflins. Mm -hmm. How you um? How does that um tie with you know the creation story? Um, are they real? Are they? Do they still exist? I hadn't. I had. I don't know if anybody else heard of that story about what was going on in Miami, but I didn't hear it. But the Bible does speak about uh, giants in the land, the sons of Anak, and uh, of course the Philistines, Goliath, and his bro brothers. So there were people back then were much larger than we are today also. But I'm not sure about the Nephilims because that's kind of a iffy topic to people as well. Yeah. Oh, Mel, did you want to explain about the Nephilims, what you heard about it? Um, no, I didn't hear much. Um, I was just, you know, it, I, for me, it's more like the speculation. You know, I feel like, you know, um, people, you know, can conspire to do anything, hologram, you know, stuff like that. But um, mm -hmm. as you said, I do believe the aspect where I know, I know that the Bible talks about, you know, the different size of people back in the days. They were much bigger than us. Um, mm -hmm. I've I've never literally seen or heard of one in our time, so you know I'm just a bit iffy on the topic. You know, there's there's not yeah. a lot of um, lot of proof or you know tangible support for people um like for Nephilims during our time. Yeah, it's an also, area of controversy. Go also, ahead, it could be something the enemy is trying to do to deceive people to prep for his deceiving of Jesus' supposed second coming so he can prep it up, prepping. So it could be a trick mm -hmm. of the enemy. That's, That's true, right. too. I don't yeah, know. I sometimes, like... sometimes people just make stuff up so they can get some uh, popularity. So, you know, it's kind of there are some people who, if they're not the life of the party or if they're not getting everybody's attention, they'll just make up a story so that they can get some people to pay attention to them. But I've heard of that before. And it's some religious people even talk about it. But the Bible does speak of the people uh, being giants. But then giants are a relative term. How big are these people supposed to be? Like, if you ever watch wrestling, anybody beside me used to watch wrestling? Andre the Giant, remember him? Oh, yes. That guy was huge. I saw him in person. He was a giant. But is that what they're talking about with the Nephilims? I don't know. But again, that's why we have to trust in, the, in, in God's word and trust in his Holy Spirit to let us know what is and what is not the truth. And we do have to be very careful, like Alvina saying, the tricks of the devil. He knows time's getting short and he's doubled his efforts to get each and every one of us off the track that God wants us to be on. So we always have to be aware of that. There will come wolves in, ravenous wolves, seeking to divide the sheep. 
you know, so we have to be very careful about things that people are saying. Compare them to the word, the holy word of God, and that's the only safe, the safest way to do things. Uh, O'Mill, was that something you heard was going on in Florida? No, 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 I didn't. I think it was the there was a mall in Miami. That's the one that I heard. Um, there was like sixty police car over there, and people were wondering what's going on. And I guess somebody said they saw like a figure of like a giant. You know, yeah. it might have been a what but, do they call them now online a prank. It could have even been a prank or yeah. something. Who knows? But again, we but, trust in God's word. Yeah, I, I feel like. I feel like too, like a lot of these um discussion that people have, you know, it's 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 irre it's irrelevant for our salvation. So why are we spending time, you know, to you know, discuss these things that doesn't have nothing to do with our salvation? You know. Yeah. I, feel, oh, I, yeah. I, I do agree with Alvina that, you know, sometimes these things happen to just distract us. You know, mm -hmm. or to twist our minds from believing the truth of God's word. Yeah. Now, we, again, that's why we're taking time to study God's word. So, uh, again, I'll have this information, uh, the booklet Sabbath, and then also I'll try and get a slide to you, Andre, of the web address for people. Okay. And uh, so they can look it up online if they don't, if they're not here with us, where they can get a copy. But uh, we want to make sure that we're trusting in the holy bible not just what other people say or what other people beliefs are or what other folks may have heard but to allow god to lead us in our own personal studies and then come together and share uh in discipleship class so uh any other announcements karen what are we going to be studying next week in class is not here she stepped away oh, okay okay she'll let us know um through the text message but Appreciate everyone joining us today. And again, I'll have these to hand out Sabbath. And also I'll get you a slide, Andre, so you can put the web link up on, okay. on the screen. So Elder, okay. Elder Lee, are we gonna are, mm -hmm. are we gonna be studying like um one topic each week from the 27th no, fundamentals? For the fundamentals, it's gonna be first and third Sabbath. I know what whenever we have um are we just gonna do like them by topics? What'd you say? Are we going to study them by topics? Yeah, this book goes one by one. We'll just do one each each uh, class. Okay, okay. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. If if we need if we if we need to, we'll take two. But let's start out with one because we want to give people time to discuss and ask questions and also read scriptures too. All okay, right. Okay. Let's. Uh, appreciate everyone tuning in. Let others know and invite them to join us. Uh, we always have a good time. So let's close out with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the blessed opportunity to draw closer to you through study and through discussion and through allowing your Holy Spirit's presence to be felt. We ask and pray that you'll bless us, dear Lord, with spiritual insight. Open our eyes that we might see the truth of your word and what it is that you would have us to do to spread this gospel message in this last generation. Each one of us, Lord, bless us and keep us according to your precious will for us to prosper and be in health, 
even as our soul prospers. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you, everyone, for tuning in.